In this episode, how a rush on toilet paper has benefited charities around the world and the animals continuing to make the most of lockdown. Welcome to the World Nomads podcast. We'll be keeping you up to date with travel alerts, information about coronavirus, and sharing some uplifting news and views to inspire you and keep you smiling. Hi, it's Kim and Phil with you in our chat with Danny from Who Gives a Crap shortly. That feels so good saying that. But, <laughs> but first, some grim figures surrounding coronavirus, Phil. Yeah, look, the World Health Organization has expressed concern about the rising number of new coronavirus cases in developing nations, the poorer countries. At the time that we were recording this, more than 4.9 million people worldwide have been infected by the virus and there have been more than 320,000 deaths. Meantime, cases in Brazil have jumped up with President Donald Trump considering imposing a ban on travel from Brazil. In fact, Russia and Brazil are now behind only the United States in the number of reported infections. Yeah, I know, it's sad. And while some countries have lifted restrictions, life is anything but normal, with many once-packed restaurants in Italy, as an example, facing financial ruin because of social distancing rules. I think everybody's feeling that everywhere, aren't they? Well, I'll I'll ask you this. Our Mm -hmm. our lockdown laws have been eased here in Australia, but there are still, you know, social distancing um, rules we have to abide by. Ten people in a restaurant. Why would you open your restaurant for 10 people when you've got to employ a chef and a kitchen hand and a waiter and it just doesn't seem financially viable. Yeah, I don't know if it is, but, I mean, any money in is better than nothing, I suppose, and I kind of figured that they, those restaurants have probably paired right back to a minimum just to do takeaway, takeout food at the moment, and if they can, whilst they're doing that, if they can sit 10 people in a restaurant, that's something on top, I suppose. We've just um, booked ourselves into a restaurant for uh, a few weeks from now, um, a local restaurant. They were offering you the entire – it's not a huge place, but they are enti- offering you the entire restaurant for you and nine of your mates. So a group of ten goes in. They're doing two sittings. There's an early one and a late one. Yeah. So they're getting 20 people through there. But it's like, you know, like we'll talk to you, what's on a menu, what do you want? So it's not a la carte, they'll, but they're very flexible about what it is that you want. So you can design your own menu, which is kind of good. And uh, alcohol's included as well. And so we've, and they've got enough room in there to space everybody out um, appropriately. So we've, you know, got together with a couple of other families that we haven't seen for a while, friends of ours. And so we're going to go and take out one of the sittings, all 10 of us. Nice. No touching, Phil, remember? No touching. Yes, that's quite right, Kim. Yeah, yeah, we'll be keeping our distance, absolutely. It's going to be fun. Uh, people we haven't, you know, everybody's craving a bit of social connection, so it's going to be fun. Well, give us, leave us with something a little bit lighter. Okay, you want the lighter note. We're all enjoying the animal stories that have been surfacing since the pandemic, and we've come across an article, which we'll share in show notes, on 13 animals making the most of lockdown. It includes the horses that took over a city in Turkey, the penguins taking a stroll in Cape Town, and the Alligators caught window shopping in South Carolina. I wonder if they saw any handbags and shoes that upset them. Oh, terrible. There's um, actually video footage uh, for most of those too, so we will make sure we put that out in, in show notes. Right. Now, remember when the pandemic started and then there was a rush on toilet paper? 
Well, ethical toilet paper brand Who Gives a Crap reported a near 1,000% rise in sales. Holy crap. <laughs> which, yeah, exactly. Which was great news for the charities that it supports, which we'll hear about shortly during my chat with co-founder Danny Alexander. But obviously, Phil, I had to ask, how did you come up with the idea of creating a toilet paper company? Oh, boy. Uh, so my uh, my co-founder, Simon, actually had the idea. He, uh, he was looking for an idea to... Um, essentially start a business and have as much impact on the world as possible. So he was looking around for a products that everybody used that we could somehow tie a, 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 an impact story to. And of course he walked into the bathroom and saw a roll of toilet paper and said, that's it. Uh, we'll, we'll start a toilet paper company. We'll sell toilet paper. Uh, helpful toilets and we'll call it who gives a crap and so um, he called a few friends uh, one of whom was Jehan our, our other co-founder um, they all said you have to do this go for it um, and then I ended up meeting both Simon and Jehan a couple months later um, they basically had pitched the idea to a business plan competition and um, I was there mentoring and teaching how how to bring your idea to life and I absolutely loved it and so we became partners then and um, the rest is history. Can you tell us what you've managed to achieve since the company was founded? Yeah I mean so the um, the original idea wasn't actually just to um, help build toilets essentially we were trying to solve two major challenges one of those challenges was, of course, um, a social challenge. So we were hoping to um, help provide sanitation to everyone on the planet, which is a no small feat. About 2.3 billion people in the world don't have access to a toilet currently. Um, and so we donate half of our profits to help address that. Um, the other major challenge that we were hoping to address was an environmental one. And we saw, we looked around us and realized that um, the traditional way of marketing environmentally friendly products was all backwards. They were all more expensive. You had to go to a natural food store to buy them. Um, they all had a leaf on the front and none of them seemed to work very well. And um, it was just an all around negative experience. And so we wanted to flip that on its head and make it, um, make an environmentally friendly option, the most delightful choice. So um, with fun branding and great packaging and, um, you know, com competitive pricing, convenient delivery, all of that. We wanted to make sure that um, all of our customers had no excuse not to buy uh, an environmentally friendly option. So um, between the two of those, we've, um, you know, we've helped save uh, thousands of trees, um, if not much more. Um, from being cut down to make toilet paper. Um, and we've also donated um, over two million, over two and a half million dollars to date. Um, and we're actually about to make our next donation in the next month, which um, will be by far our largest donation ever. So um, so we're, we're doing all right. You are. And as a client, I love the paper, I love the packaging, and I love the newsletter. I can't wait uh, for that to drop into my inbox. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, it's it's interesting. We um, we you know, of course, as I'm sure you know, uh, toilet paper has been top of mind for a lot of a lot of people in the past couple of months. Um, and when we originally sold out in Australia um, after the panic buying began a couple months ago, um, we actually took out our first full page ad in the newspaper the day after we sold out. Um, and that might be counterintuitive um, because we didn't have any toilet paper to sell. So why bother taking out a, a full page ad? But I think in that moment, we all rallied around the idea that we're actually not just a toilet paper company. We're, we're in the business of, of providing delight. Um, and sometimes that's through toilet paper and sometimes it's through our communications and just making people feel good about um, about deciding to wipe with us. And so, um, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed the emails. I I, I don't write them anymore. I'm, I've, I'm far from that. So I always love getting them in my inbox too and, um, and seeing what uh, what our team has to say. 
yeah, even ideas there on what to do in quarantine. So you, you mentioned uh, selling out of toilet paper, which is one of the reasons why I, I reached out to you because I really am keen to know what effects the, the pandemic had on your business. Yeah, I mean, at first it's, um, you know, we're, we're in a very fortunate position, I think all things considered, but it's impossible to ignore that the, um, the situation we're in globally is affecting all of us, um, whether you're, um, you know, in a, in a toilet paper business or, um, or any other business. So um, our first concern has been our team and our customers and our partners and making sure our, all of them are safe and, and happy and, and, um, and doing well. And so um, we've implemented a lot of new benefits and programs. Um, obviously, all of our team are working from home now. And, um, I think that's been our main focus. And, you know, there's a, it's been high stress the last few months. I think we all feel it in the air, um, but our team is doing well. So um, going beyond our team, I think we, um, you know, we did sell out of toilet paper globally um, within the, the first couple of weeks after um, the pandemic started to spread. Um, we're just now getting back in stock in all of our markets. Um, it's been a pretty crazy couple of months. We've, um, we've continued to fulfill all of our subscriber orders along the way. So, um, you know, we've still been producing and shipping toilet paper and trying to build up our reserves again so that we can sell on the site. So, um, you know, we had a few record sales days, which is great. Um, and uh, now we're uh, now we're starting to get back to quote unquote normal. Um, but because of all the, the increase in sales, um, we're really excited that our next donation will be um, substantially larger than anything we've ever donated before. Um, this has been our biggest year ever, and we're really excited to share that with our customers the next month. Great. We'll get to um, chatting a little more about the charities, but speaking to a toilet paper expert, were you surprised <laughs> when the orders started flooding in? Because I know we were kind of blown away that there was this panic buying of toilet paper at the supermarkets and fights and arrests. <laughs> yeah. Well, humanity never ceases to, uh, to surprise us. Right. Uh, I think, I think we were, um, we were surprised on the one hand, but we weren't surprised on the other. So um, we had seen the similar behavior in Hong Kong and Singapore in the days leading up to um, the selling out in Australia. Um, so we knew it was a possibility and we, we understood a little bit more of the dynamics, I think, than, um, than some people might. So we understand the different supply chains for, um, for home, you know, the toilet paper you use at home and, and the ones you use in the office. And we realized that um, if people were going to be spending more time at home, they were going to be using a lot more toilet paper at home. So, um, you know, that explained a big portion of why um, people were all of a sudden consuming massive amounts of toilet paper that they weren't before. And so we, we, were, we weren't surprised in that we saw it coming, but we were surprised to see how quickly it happened. You know, from one day to the next in Australia, we were um, selling, you know, a normal day. And then the next day it was 12 times a normal day. And then the day after that, it was 20 times the normal day. And uh, we had to pretty immediately go um, sold out. Um, so at one point, I think we were selling 26 or 27 rolls of toilet paper a second, um, which is just uh, impossible for me to get my head around how much toilet paper that is. Uh, yeah, I think ho hopefully things are normalizing a bit. We've um, made great efforts to, to get back in stock on, on our end, but uh, we've also worked with a lot of our um, charity partners and other um, organizations to make sure we're helping get toilet paper to the people in need first and foremost. That is an amazing stat. Uh, and yeah, with your charity partners, given that you were um, selling so much toilet paper, immediately you um, gave $100,000 to be split across four of your partners. Now, who are they? 
Yeah, we did. So um, we've um, donated to several organizations over the years. And um, when all of this happened, we reached out to many of them and basically tried to understand what they were going through and what support they needed. Um, like I said, we are in the toilet paper business and we realized that we were in a fortunate position, um, all things considered. But our partners who are working in some of the most challenging environments in the world were not in the same position. They're uh, you know, tasked with trying to figure out how to continue to promote um, sanitation and hygiene and water access in environments where um, it's incredibly challenging um, with very few resources. Um, and so uh, we made a, a pretty urgent donation to um, WaterAid uh, Australia as well as WaterAid America. Um, and then um, we also made two donations to uh, Luwala and Shafco, which are two of our partners that operate out of Kenya. Um, and so all of them are really, they've uh, kind of pivoted their model to really focus heavily on hygiene and um, and um, how that relates to sanitation and water. Um, so you can imagine what it's, uh, what it's like to encourage people to wash their hands in an environment where they don't have access to water. It's a, it's a really challenging thing. And so it's, um, it's really important for us to support them. Absolutely. Well, one of World Nomad's footprints projects is uh, WaterAid supporting water and sanitation in Papua New Guinea. So there's a bit of a crossover there between us and you. Um, I love that. Yeah. You know, in this world of sort of eco-tourism, sustainable and ethical travel, I have been to a couple of hotels that like to operate sustainably and they use your toilet paper. Yeah, that's, um, you know, that's uh, an interesting thing that we learned over the years. I wish I, I could say it was by design, but um, one of the things that um, I love about the early days of Who Gives a Crap is that, you know, people started to catch on without us doing any advertising. And one of the one of the things we learned was that one of the main sources where people found out about us was at cafes and, and restaurants and other um, establishments like that. And so um, over the years, we've realized that it's really important for people to be able to try the product. And so um, we've really tried to work closely with hotels and, um, and other uh, retail partners and, and wholesale partners that we can actually, you know, not only help them improve their environmental footprint, but also um, give, our, give our potential customers an opportunity to try us. And it's been, uh, it's been really successful for us so far. So just in closing, it's business as usual for you guys at the moment. Um, in terms of uh, availability of toilet paper, we're, we're getting back to normal now. And so, yeah, all, all things considered, we're, we're relatively back to normal. Uh, Really appreciate that. Love it. Thanks so much, Kim, and thanks uh, thanks for wiping with us. <laughs> oh, love it. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. Bye. Excellent links in show notes. And if you want to get in touch with us, email podcast at worldnomads.com. And thanks for all the feedback from those enjoying these episodes while we, you know, hit pause on creating our destination episodes. It's great to hear from you. Thank you. It's lovely. Next episode, affiliate partners Becca and Dan from Half Half Travel. Bye. See ya. The World Nomads Podcast. Explore your boundaries.